Welcome to the Daily Walk Podcast, brought to you by Walk Through the Bible. The Daily Walk Podcast is a daily devotional that will guide you on a life-changing journey through the Bible in one year. Join us every day to hear the entire Bible in a year, alongside a daily devotional thought that will help bring God's Word alive for you. Today's Daily Walk devotion comes from Nehemiah chapters 11 through 13. Nehemiah now takes steps to consolidate the people, organize the nation, and deal with laxity toward God's law. Though the walls and temple are completed in Jerusalem, the people are hesitant to move in. A large city with few inhabitants and no place to live has little appeal, and finally a lottery is held to bring one-tenth of the population within the city walls. At the same time, the walls are formally dedicated and the temple officers are recommissioned. After an extended leave to Babylon, Nehemiah returns to find an old enemy named Tobiah living in a temple storeroom and a shocking disregard for God's laws regarding marriage and the Sabbath. He delivers a blistering rebuke and sets matters in order once again. Now, let's listen to Nehemiah chapters 11 through 13. Nehemiah 11 Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. The rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of every ten of them to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their own towns. The people commended all who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem, now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants lived in the towns of Judah, each on their own property, in the various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the descendants of Judah, Athahiah, son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahalalel, a descendant of Perez, and Masaiah, son of Baruch, the son of Kohose, the son of Haziah, the son of Adaiah, the son of Joiarib, the son of Zechariah, a descendant of Shelah. The descendants of Perez who lived in Jerusalem totaled 468 men of standing. From the descendants of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshullam, the son of Joed, the son of Pedaiah, the son of Kolaiah, the son of Masiah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jeshaiah, and his followers, Gabai and Salai, 928 men. Joel, son of Zikri, was their chief officer. And Judah, son of Hasenoah, was over the new quarter of the city. From the priests, Jediah, the son of Joiarib, Jachin, Saraiah, son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshullam, the son of Zadok, the son of Mariath, the son of Ahitub, the official in charge of the house of God, and their associates who carried on work for the temple, 822 men. Adaiah, son of Jeroham, the son of Peleliah, the son of Amzai, the son of Zechariah, the son of Peshur, the son of Malchijah, and his associates who were heads of families, 242 men. Amashsai, son of Azarel, the son of Azai, the son of Meshillamoth, the son of Amer, and his associates who were men of standing, 128. Their chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hagedolim. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Heshab, the son of Azrakam, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Bunai, Shabbatai, and Jazabad, two of the heads of the Levites who had charge of the outside work of the house of God, 
Mataniah, son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, the director who led in thanksgiving and prayer, Bakbukiah, second among his associates, and Abda, son of Shamua, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun. The Levites in the holy city totaled 284. The gatekeepers, Akub, Talman, and their associates who kept watch at the gates, 172 men. The rest of the Israelites with the priests and Levites were in all the towns of Judah, each on their ancestral property. The temple servants lived on the hill of Ophel, and Ziah and Gishpah were in charge of them. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzai, son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Madaniah, the son of Micah. Uzai was one of Asaph's descendants, who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God. The musicians were under the king's orders, which regulated their daily activity. Pethahiah, son of Meshezabel, one of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in all affairs relating to the people. As for the villages with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its surrounding settlements in Dibon and its settlements in Jacabziel and its villages in Jeshua, in Molada, in Beth Pelet, in Hazar Shual, in Beersheba and its settlements, in Ziklag, in Mekona and its settlements, in En-Rimon, in Zorah, in Jarmuth, Zanua, Adullam and their villages, in Lachish and its fields, and in Azekah and its settlements. So they were living all the way from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom. The descendants of the Benjamites from Giba lived in Michmash, Aijah, Bethel, and its settlements, in Anathoth, Nob, and Ananiah, in Hazor, Ramah, and Gitaim in Hadid, Zeboim, and Nebalat, in Lod and Ono, and in Ji-Harashim. Some of the divisions of the Levites of Judah settled in Benjamin. Nehemiah 12. These were the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and with Joshua, Saraiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Malach, Hatush, Shechaniah, Reham, Meramoth, Edo, Genethon, Abijah, Mejamin, Modiah, Bilga, Shimaiah, Joyarib, Jediah, Salu, Amok, Hilkiah, and Jediah. These were the leaders of the priests and their associates in the days of Joshua. The Levites were Jeshua, Binuai, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and also Mataniah, who together with his associates was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. Bakbukiah and Unai, their associates, stood opposite them in the services. Joshua was the father of Joachim, Joachim the father of Elishib, Elishib the father of Joiada, Joiada the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan the father of Jadua. In the days of Joachim, these were the heads of the priestly families, of Saraiah's family, Meraiah, of Jeremiah's, Hananiah, of Ezra's, Meshalem, of Amariah's, Jehohanan, of Malux, Jonathan, of Shechaniah's, Joseph, of Harim's, Adna, of Merimoth's, Helkai, of Edo's, Zechariah, of Genethon's, Meshalem, of Abijah's, Zikri, of Meniamim's, and of Moadiah's, Piltai, of Bilga's, Shamua, 
of Shemaiah's Jehonathan, of Joyrib's Matani, of Jedaiah's Uzai, of Salu's Kalai, of Amak's Eber, of Hilkiah's Hashabiah, of Jedaiah's Nathanel. The family heads of the Levites in the days of Eliashib, Joiada, Johanan, and Jadua, as well as those of the priests, were recorded in the reign of Darius the Persian. The family heads among the descendants of Levi up to the time of Johanan, son of Eliashib, were recorded in the book of the Annals. And the leaders of the Levites were Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, son of Cadmiel, and their associates, who stood opposite them to give praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other, as prescribed by David, the man of God. Mataniah, Bakbukiah, Obadiah, Meshalem, Talman, and Achab were gatekeepers who guarded the storerooms at the gates. They served in the days of Jehoiakim, son of Joshua, the son of Jozadak, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest, the teacher of the law. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Netophathites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Asmaveth, for the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right toward the dung gate. Hoshaiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them, along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshalem, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, as well as some of the priests with trumpets, and also Zechariah, son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of Zechor, the son of Asaph, and his associates, Shemaiah, Azrael, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani, with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra, the teacher of the law, led the procession, at the fountain gate, they continued directly up the steps of the city of David on the ascent to the wall and passed above the site of David's palace to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. I followed them on top of the wall together with half the people, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall over the gate of Ephraim, the Jeshana gate, the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred, as far as the sheep gate. At the gate of the guard they stopped. The two choirs that gave thanks then took their places in the house of God. So did I, together with half the officials, as well as the priests, Eliakim, Masiah, Maniamim, Micaiah, Elioni, Zechariah, and Hananiah, with their trumpets, and also Masiah, Shimeiah, Eliezer, Uzai, Jehohanan, Malchijah, Elam, and Ezer. The choir sang under the direction of Jezraiah. And on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. 
At that time, men were appointed to be in charge of the storerooms for the contributions, first fruits, and tithes. From the fields around the towns, they were to bring into the storerooms the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites, for Judah was pleased with the ministering priests and Levites. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did also the musicians and gatekeepers, according to the commands of David and his son Solomon. For long ago in the days of David and Asaph, there had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So in the days of Zerubbabel and of Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the musicians and the gatekeepers. They also set aside the portion for the other Levites, and the Levites set aside the portion for the descendants of Aaron. Nehemiah 13. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, and there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib the priest had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles, and also the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil prescribed for the Levites, musicians, and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem. For in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil things Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and musicians responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and a Levite named Pedaiah in charge of the storerooms, and made Hanan, son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, their assistant, because they were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their fellow Levites. Remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God and its services. In those days I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys, together with wine, grapes, figs, and all other kinds of loads. And they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath 
to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing, desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same things, so that our God brought all this calamity on us and on this city? Now you are stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, Why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. Moreover, in those days, I saw men of Judah who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples, and did not know how to speak the language of Judah. I rebuked them and called curses down on them. I beat some of the men and pulled out their hair. I made them take an oath in God's name and said, You are not to give your daughters in marriage to their sons, nor are you to take their daughters in marriage for your sons or for yourselves. Was it not because of marriages like these that Solomon king of Israel sinned? Among the many nations there was no king like him. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by foreign women. Must we hear now that you too are doing all this terrible wickedness and are being unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Joiada, son of Eliashib, the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite and I drove him away from me. Remember them, my God, because they defiled the priestly office and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duties, each to his own task. I also made provision for contributions of wood at designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, my God. Here is our daily walk devotional thought for today. When Nehemiah returned from his Babylonian furlough and saw the dismal state of affairs in Jerusalem, he had a choice. He could one, pray for the people and leave the whole matter in God's hands, two, throw up his hands in disgust and go back to Babylon, or three, pray first and then confront the people with their sin. Which option did he choose? What option would you choose? In an emotional scene in chapter 13, verse 25, Nehemiah rebuked them and called curses down on them. He beat some of the men and pulled out their hair. He made them take an oath in God's name. In other words, he literally tried to shake some godly sense into their heads. In spite of their persistent waywardness, he cared enough to confront, to discipline, to get personally involved. Is someone close to you toying with a sin that could ruin his or her life? Be sure your own life is an open book before God, then confront that individual in love. True love is willing to get involved.
Thank you for joining us today for the Daily Walk podcast from Walk Through the Bible. Be with us tomorrow as we continue our life-changing journey through the Bible in a year. Love this episode of the Daily Walk podcast? We'd love for you to rate and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Make sure you subscribe so you won't miss an episode as we walk through God's Word together. For more resources to help you live God's Word, visit walkthrough.org. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Walk through the Bible. Take a walk. Change the world.